This RPG cast is going to mysteriously be filled with memes, and no one is going to understand why if they didn't come to the pre-show. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 397 for the week of September 17, 2016. As my cat continues to headbutt the mic away from my face, I would like to welcome you to the show. I'm Chris Privetier, joined by Anna Marie Privetier. I'm jumping into white base. Jonathan Stringer, if he was here, would be introduced now because he doesn't like being introduced last, but he's not here. Uh, so now we go to Alex Fuller. My cat is warming my feet instead. Oh, nice cat. That's a very well-behaved cat. Kelly Ryan. (laughs) Our cat is not that well-behaved. It's over (laughs) 9,000. And Alice Wilkinson. I was jumping onto white base before it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to break out the balls. Alright, folks, let me check my ninja info cards. And uh, (laughs) they tell me (laughs) that it's time for... Uh, us to talk about what we've been playing, Anna, what have you been playing? Um, Alright, well, I've been playing World of Warcraft. Should we start with World of Warcraft? Yeah, let's so start with it. Jump let's ahead. start with it this time instead All right. of end with it. This is your WoW block if you Woo! hate WoW. This is where you skip ahead 20, 30 minutes. It's time to go and play WoW. Alright. Oh, back in that. <laughs> so Alex is going to go take a nap. So, um... I decided to get to 110 with one character because I was like, okay, I'll get to 110 with this character. There won't be much to do because it's a new expansion and then I will move on and level up another alt and then when there's content, like with the first patch, um, I'll come back and pick a main. Yeah, I was completely wrong. There is a million things to do at level 110. Like I said, first wow problem. It's like on, you know, an MMO. Isn't this normal to always have a billion things to do at Endgame? I don't remember being this much to do in the last few expansions. uh, All I can say say is, yeah, but Warlords of Draenor isn't exactly what you'd want to use as an earmark for that. Yeah, Warlords was very oddly devoid of content last expansion when you hit level cap. Uh. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No, I'm just thinking, like, if you go back to, like, Wrath of the Lich King and stuff, that seemed like how that worked. Yes, but that was also three or four expansions ago. (sighs) It was another time. It's kind of of scary how far back that goes. Yeah. I mean, the status quo is always you get to end game, you do dailies, you do dungeons, and you do raids. And so I haven't even unlocked world quests yet. That's crazy. So when you hit 110, you get a quest that requires you to have rep with people. And it's... Yeah, it's you as, can cherry long, pick. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. As long as you kind of do the intro quest to like each zone, you can get that quest banked out pretty easily. Yeah, so it you only can took me like a totally day. cherry pick that zone. Or that quest to, to just do the right things in each zone. So, I mean, if you knew about it, you could technically prep on your way up to 110. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't. And I'm not in I any rush. Either. So, I mean, I'm. 
Yeah, I'm. I've set myself up to have to wait to do world quests. Because I'm I, the type of person that I've got to get lore master in each zone before I move on. Right, and so that's. Had, that's what I'm Had I to. known, I would have like kind of done each one up until friendly while I was leveling, and then went back and did lore master. Yep. So you know there there are multiple ways to sort of play rightly, which is cool. Because if you want to just sort of get a taste of each zone, you can totally do that, and that actually lean, lends yourself towards getting world quest faster but if you're like me and it's like i want to play every zone to its completion then that's fine you'll just get world quest a little later and so, then you get into the conundrum of wanting to do all of your alts to do the um artifact quest because that's what i started doing right and wow and so i did all three artifact quests on um my shaman, who I've decided is going to be my main. And I did all four on my druid, who I thought was going to be my main, but is now not going to be my main. Um, I did, like, four quests on my druid yep. this week. <laughs> That's all I had time for. Yeah, but you did all of your your artifact quests. Oh, I did. So, oh yeah, you've, I've remembered. As, as someone who as someone who has uh, mained a shaman for a long time, which spec did you decide to go with? So I am elemental primarily, um, but I have also put some artifact power into uh, resto as well, because those are the two specs that I feel the most comfortable playing. Fair enough. See, I can't when I do get my shaman into. Legion, I can't decide if I want to do elemental or enhancement because I like elemental better, but enhancement gets Doomhammer. Yes, and I, so I, can we talk Shami and Doomhammer for a minute? Yeah. What the heck is up with Thrall? He's like a whiny little bitch right now. He's going through his emo phase. Seriously. And even better is you talk to his wife and she's like, nah, I can't help, help him, so I'll help you instead. Like, well, now wait a second. You're his wife! You should at least throw him a little bit of a bone here. He's like, the spirits won't listen to me, and the hammer won't listen to me. I quit. My wife won't listen um, to me. No one listens to me. Just like, wait, what? No. What? I well, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that Thrall's going to have three days left till retirement, given that Chris Metzen's kind of retiring, and oh. I don't think they're going to recast him. I mean, no, I, he's he's already said that he's he's uh, willing to continue voicing him. So okay. Well, I yeah, mean, I mean, that was everybody's when you're first retired, question. The walk, walking back into the office to record a few uh, record a few voice lines is particularly difficult. Right. So, but it was good to hear that he's committed to the character because people were seemed to be super worried about that. Um, oh yeah, spoilers for the news: Chris Metzen's retiring. Zomg, as like I mean, a I'd billionaire, like, as someone who's never been, as no one has, not someone who's never been partic- that particularly interested in Thrall. Um, I kind of am just like, oh, okay, well, if you want to go and take a few months to, <laughs> if you want to take a few months to go and get your Jesus powers back, then well, go ahead. I transmogged Doomhammer the second I got it. <laughs> Zing! I sold it to a vendor. You can't sell it. <laughs> vendor Doomhammer. It sounds like an episode of Pawn Stars. 
So, um, I don't think we realized how many things were voiced by Chris Metzen. Because apparently oh, yeah, Bulgin and Varian are also Metzen. Yeah, so it, it, uh, I think someone said oh, you end up with... Interesting! You end up with, <laughs> interesting what happened you, to those two this expansion. <laughs> it, uh, I think it, 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 someone said you ended up with Chris Metzen congratulating Chris Metzen. Say that again? We lost Alice. Alice? Alice, yeah. we miss you. Oh. Hello? What did you say? You ended up with uh, Chris Metzen congratulating whom? Chris Metzen. Chris Metzen. Oh. For being Chris Metzen. Oh, okay. How nice. That's just that's just a, that's just a thing that happened with him on The Voice. I think he did a bunch of StarCraft characters as well, but... Isn't he also Winston? Yes, he's Winston as well. Yeah, so... Is, he'll stay around, um, I assume. But yeah, I, I mean, because I've, I've mained Enhancement for... I think I created my Shaman during Cataclysm. It wasn't my first 85 at the time. Because I, I remember my first character because uh, they let humans be hunters in the first... Uh, in the Cataclysm pre-patch, I think it was. Um, and that's when I started playing, because I created a human hunter, and that was my first character. Um, so... I, that I know make I love not Warcraft um, must be really yeah, that was really ahead of its time. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I must. I, I think I created my shaman at some point during Cataclysm. I basically picked enhancement from the start and never really changed. Uh, I only really picked up a set of uh, restoration gear so I could heal dungeons for quicker queue times. <laughs> yeah, it works. See, I I played. Uh, a resto enhancement shaman um, through Burning Crusade um, because the enhancement shaman we had quit and that was back when it's like you kind of need to have one of everything to correctly play dungeons. Um, yeah. And so I switched and then in Lich King I also played an elemental resto shaman but I played on a different faction at a different server and I was doing heavy raiding hmm. and then I just stopped playing shamans for a long time um I think personally I feel um, Chris, the uh, door in- just alright I'll get it okay um I've always felt that enhancement shaman is actually in a really good place right now um yeah, I mean, in, in general, I find that all of the Shaman specs are really balanced right now. I know, I remember in both Burning Crusade and uh, Lich King, um, it was like, if you weren't elemental, you were doing it wrong. <laughs> and so, yeah, people were upset about that for a long time. So yeah, I'm playing my shaman and I'm happy. I'm 110 and I'm doing a million quests. Um, it's really easy to get sucked into the world quest well when you log in. Yeah, in the morning. and so they've kind of taken a little bit of cue from Heroes of the Storm because there's these emissary quests that you can do. Um, that are different from world quests. So the way that it was explained to me is world quests um, 
kind of rotate constantly. And so there might be a quest that lasts for 24 hours. There might be a quest that lasts for eight hours. There might be a quest that lasts for two hours. And as soon as you complete it, it's replaced with another world quest. So you constantly have something to do. And then on top of that, there are emissary quests, which work like Heroes of the Storm, where you get one a day and you can stack up to three. Yeah, three. Um, and um, those refresh one a day, but again, they can stack up to the maximum if you're not playing every day or if you're not finishing them every day, which to me is exciting. Because it's like, hey, sometimes I just don't want to play well every day. But I also don't want to feel like I'm punished for not playing. And the nice thing about those emissary quests now is that they've added gear to the little boxes that you get that drop from them. Ooh, so if you want to, yeah, so if you want to gear up the character quickly, well, there's another way. But I like that there's gear emissary or just gear world quests all around, and it's easy to just kind of hop around the map. And see, like, okay, what do I need to need upgraded? Oh, well, there's an 825 item right here, and all I gotta do is catch squirrels. <laughs> catch so. squirrels. Ah, uh, yes, the squirrel catching quest. That usually comes up once every 24 hours or so. Wait, that's a real thing? Yeah, yeah. It, awesome. uh, in Lorathil in Valshara, um, there's a quest, uh, the world quest that crops up in the village itself is uh, break, uh, break nuts and catch squirrels. Okay. I mean, hell, there's even pet battle, uh, pet battle world quests. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That Are there give, PvP world give, quests? Yep. Wow. Okay, world so PvP quests. little right, little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, well, like for example, the pet, um, the you know the account bound. I think they're account bound. The charms, you know, the currency for picking up pet supplies. Yes. Like that. No, I don't. Oh, they are. Yeah, I see. I see a few. I've I've okay. seen a few of them award. They award like I don't know twelve, fifteen charms or something. It really depends on what they are. They either drop money or hang on, I'll see if there's any active at the moment. And I know there are also dungeon world quests as well. Oh, you get wow. uh, an extra reward for doing um, certain dungeons i just i like it because they're dailies and i mean we're not getting away from dailies but they don't feel so rote well daily quests never bothered me and i don't understand why people got so annoyed by them i think i can understand in in with some of the implementations of world quests that they've had in the past um so I don't think I was ever particularly bothered that much by the Cataclysm ones. Um, no, but Pandaland drove me crazy. Yeah, the Pandaland ones where you required um, Golden Lotus at, was it either Revered or was it Exalted or something to even get any of the other factions? Yeah. Like yeah, in order that, to do uh, and so, Shadow panels. Right, and so like, they were all sort of interconnected in a way that was not good. Yeah, yeah and then they... The gating was annoying, but the dailies themselves never bothered me. Oh, yeah, no, the, the dailies themselves were probably fine. It's, I think it was the amount of dailies that you had to do in order to get to, like, Revered with, um, or Exalted with Golden Lotus in order to do the other dailies so you could actually have some variants. That was the problem. Um, okay, apparently there's a world quest where you ride a Davosar around and the guards shout Jurassic Park quotes. That sounds about right. <laughs> there, uh, Blizzard's Blizzard's meme game this expansion has been on point. 
Um, so this is something that Chris and I have sort of been discussing is we are torn on some of the writing. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week where it's like some of the stuff is good and some of the stuff is lame. Um, Doesn't that happen every expansion? Yeah, that's true. And it's not exactly like Warlords was a bastion of good writing. Like, in any way. No, that's very true. Okay. No, that's fair. I, I think don't know. I'm still, en- I'm still enjoying the small individual stories, but I'm still kind of confused how they interconnect. I think there's a lot of... I mean, it's interesting. I, I remember seeing this shortly after the expansion came out, which was... In War- Warlords, very much felt like a an orc expansion, right? I know there was like um, Draenei stuff in it as well, but it, it was kind of this. This is an orc expansion. You are going to be spending a vast majority of your time dealing with orcs, 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 and maybe some orc buildings. Oh, and maybe some ogres, but mostly orcs. I think um, Legion was kind of kind of upfronted as like, yes, this is the Burning Legion. Yes, there'll be, and it was. It kind of felt like it was going to suffer from a bit of the same problem. It's like this is the Burning Legion. You're basically going to spend the entire expansion fighting demons and nothing else. Uh, and then when you actually get down to it, you only. Re- I mean, the Legion are like mostly in uh, like Azuna and um, uh, I, I guess a little bit in a couple in a couple of the other zones. But for the most part, you're basically fighting like proxies for the legion until you get to 110 and even then the made them like the major thing that you do at 110 is the suramar stuff which is largely to do with the nightborn instead of the legion directly but what we know is that they've still got the uh, like the broken shore sitting just off the coast of suramar um which they're obviously going to use fairly extensively in like post release content after everyone's got to at least one character to 110 yeah, and after all of the stories have progressed, like the raids, for example. Right. So, like, in term, like chronologically, they're going to have um, uh, Emerald Nightmare and Nighthold, which are the releasing next week. Am I misreading that? I'm not sure. I haven't been paying attention to dates just because I haven't been 110. So, what did it matter? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anyway. I'm going to say I'm only, I'm only interested because I'll probably start LFRing it, but. Um, inter- they will be doing Nighthold and um, Nighthold and Emerald Nightmare next. And then with 7.1 we'll probably start seeing a shift towards like more Legion presence instead of things that aren't the Legion. If that makes any sense? Um, yeah, and I mean I think I think it I kind of worry that this expansion is cool for me because I've been around since vanilla and it's like, I know who Nalarax is. I know who Zirius is. And someone Oh, Zirius, into- that's who we subscribe to for satellite radio. Yes, yes. That's exactly who it is, Chris. Cool. Um, also, uh, I hate the Isera storyline. I felt like... Oh, God, that was heart-wrenching. Ah, and it, it was just like, no, no, you cannot hit me in the fields this often. But then I was like, man, this feels like such a cheap cop-out at the same time. It's like, well, gotta get fewer dragons. How do we do that? It's like, oh. I think, how many how many are we down now? Um, no, we're down a fair few. Yeah. We're down, we're down Deathwing. Right. We're down that one. 
we can't really we can't really get get rid of Nosdormu because that would be a time paradox. Yeah. Because we got rid of him in the future in Cataclysm. You know, go away. It's complicated. That kind of thing. Um, but I think so that, that basically, I think that future has been eliminated though. But. I, well, yeah, yeah it's that's complicated. True, but <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Uh, and then there's, uh, and that basically leaves Malagos, who died and then got replaced. Yeah, but Karakos is now part was of eliminated, right? Um, yeah, and Kalik, and Kalik is now kind of tied into the mage class storyline because there's no blue flight anymore. Right. Kind of and then that well, just and he's leaves... like part of the Council of Six now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that just now just leaves um, Alastraza. But, like, there's no blue dragon flight except for the blue dragon flight that there now is in this expansion, because, you know. Yeah, because of that story. Yeah, let's with be consistent. Well, I think, the, I think the, the general idea is they, they depowered a lot of them to after, so we're not going to see what happened with the blue dragon flight in what, Wrath of the Lich King or whatever the hell it was, where we had how many of them as raid bosses? Yeah, so many. Right. So. And I've always, they, I've actually they... always, I've always been fairly fond of the dragon flights, but eh, depowering's depowering. It happens, I guess. Right. I'm just, yeah, I'm not down with what happened in in that story. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, do you guys disagree with me in that all of the zones feel very self-contained and that they don't feel like they tie to each other? I think they. I think they. I mean, I, I, I generally agree. I just think they had to do that in order to make sure they could maintain that whole you can do the zones in any order you want sort of thing. They couldn't flow from one to another, like, say, for example, Wrath or... Right, uh, I mean, I Wrath is what I think of, where sound. if you did all of the zones, all of a sudden it built together this huge story around the Lich King, and the, and you realize that the Lich King was everywhere and, and everything, and he was a little shit. I think... Jerk. You were motivated to kill him by the time you got there. You were well, very to motivated him to shut kill up. him. I mean, I think they. I think they, there is something similar going on, but that instead of building it around like which order you do the zones in and making sure that you do all of the zones like that, I think it's more of a case of they're building it around. You can do all of these zones because they will set up a large story with the. Like, uh, you know, the final confrontation with the Legion. And they've been hinting a lot of stuff about upcoming, like, either raids or expansions with some of the quest dialogue. Especially the stuff you get from Cadcar around a level 103 or so, which takes you back to Exodar and actually does something useful. No! That quest is horrible! Yeah, but I mean, there's some really interesting dialogue in it if you're in the business of predicting where we're going next in terms of content. No, that's true. So, like, yeah, if that... You, like, for example, if you hang around at the end of... If you hang around right at the end of the quest, there's dialogue that suggests that they're actually going to turn the Exodar back on. Yes. I know. Which I'm just like, what? What? You're not hey, allowed ex- doing that. Uh, Exodar for next capital city. Just saying. And uh, bear in mind, too, it kind of makes sense that the overall story would be kind of a little bit isolated this time around because the whole point of it is that you're collecting these world, these pillars of creation. So that kind of each have one all been has grabbed. Its own, yeah. 
that all have their own stories. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's also it also points out, I think, from a narrative perspective, that the Legion tends to make use of proxies. Like they don't generally just send in send in the demons. I mean, send they do the because dogs. there's at least a couple of a couple of areas where they do. But they operate through things like the Emerald Nightmare, through corruption, all that crap. Um, it's just I don't know. It just kind of kind of builds them up as what what you what you would what you're expecting and what you're fighting against, sort of thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna praise the writing because like more than necessary because you know there are a few quests that are a bit you know standard Blizzard, Blizzard writing JPEG, but. I mean, I, I can say with a little bit of confidence that I've, I felt like I've cared a lot more about the story in this expansion. Than yes, this story. I haven't cared it's as much. It's all since sad. The they need to have happy <laughs> stories too. You can't just have endless sad stories and say, "See how important and emotional this is." It's like, no, it's not even realistic. It is just. Cheap. But they're not all sad. Well, everything's been sad so far. Hey, look, we all know that the best, the best part of the, the best part of the expansion was actually right at the end of the initial Broken Shore scenario when they definitely brought back Lord Jaraxxus. You this is Jaraxxus. a really good point. I agree. I will subscribe. I, and, it, and if you listen to the Medivh in One Night in Karazhan over in Hearthstone, he is apparently really good at karaoke. <laughs> I remember fact, that I, line. I, in fact, he act- <laughs> there is actually a hidden card interaction between Jaraxxus and uh, Prince Malfazar where he does actually start singing. What? Yeah. In all caps, because because uh, Jaraxxus doesn't know how to say anything that isn't in all caps. Right. This so, uh, yeah, look that one up on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to have to. And, and also, to be fair, you know, Blizzard kind of came out and said that the next couple of expansions were going to be grim as hell. When That's why they kind of justified Mr. Pandaria to be a more lighthearted expansion. I just caught, I just got cast into hell. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that happens. How's the internet down there? Um... <laughs> Probably better robust. than mine today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> well, I have, at least as far as personal progress, I've I've hit 110. I've been doing World Quest for a little while now. Um, I haven't really done any heroics or mythic dungeons yet. Um, probably will start doing that soon. Um, I did also get the initial artifact and unlocked the order halls on all of the alts that I had at level 100, thanks to the uh, the pre-expansion event. I took took advantage of the demon invasions to get a lot of leveling in. Yeah, so actually, I, that's probably me. Okay. Um, I only have, um, I think, I only have now three characters who aren't level one hundred. Oh. So I have, I have, a, I have a warrior, a monk, and a warlock. So uh, I they all walk into a bar. <laughs> and, oh wait, okay. Then the bar blows. No, 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 then the bar blows up, but. So yeah, that's it. What's that, Chris? That was my phone, sorry. I stopped it. Okay. All right. Um, while you guys were all talking about World of Warcraft, which I hope we're done with now. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, the Exodar needs to go to the Caprulu sector, and we need to have massive crossover stuff with StarCraft. But that's just my opinion. Um, in the meantime, um, what arrived at the door while you all were talking was the Pokemon Go Plus. Woo! 
so I have one of these now. So it, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, he's holding it up to the camera like a dork. Yeah. So you can see what it looks like, which is like a little GPS pin on a map, and it's the Pokeball colored, and of course everyone knows what it looks like. And anyway, so these were surprisingly in stock after people thought they wouldn't be in stock. Um, there just wasn't a lot made for pre-order in most places. So they're out there. Um, some Android users are having issues with them working. There was an update to the app. I don't know if it fixed it or not, but I think it tried to. Um, I just paired mine, and I'm sitting here waiting for it to vibrate. Not much I can say about it other than that. It's here. It's out. I wish I had more experience with it, but I didn't have it in time to take it out for a walk. <laughs> Sorry. So the other thing that I was playing this week is Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice. Objection! Um, You're yeah. playing it on my 3DS. Yes. I'm oh, Alex on. is playing that too. Yep. <laughs> so I'm on case three. I am at least halfway through. Um, and they do some really cool things with this game. Um, so I don't know if I discussed the Defense Culpability Act yet. But um, in the nation that you go and visit, um, Kurahin, um, which is where the Karain spirit channeling technique came from, so Maya's family spirit channeling technique, um, in Kurahin, um, they have the Defense Culpability Act. So if you are a defense attorney and your client is found guilty, so are you and you are sentenced to whatever they're sentenced to. So if they're sentenced to death, you're sentenced to death. And of course, that's playing fairly heavily into um, the story and how things go. And Hence why Phoenix Wright is the only defense lawyer in the nation at the moment. Well, he's not. He's the only one that's... Okay, he's actually doing it. Yes. Um, <laughs> there is another defense attorney, and his name is Dirk, and he is the leader of the Rebels. Um, but I haven't learned a ton about him yet, beyond the fact that he's a defense attorney. I still okay, don't even... You're yeah, you're slightly ahead of me. Okay. I still don't even know why he's rebelling. Um... If you're in that sort of situation, don't you think there should be some rebels? Yeah. I'm guessing he's not too happy about uh, being a defense attorney. <laughs> um, and, okay, so what case are you in, Alex? Because I don't want to... I want to hint at something. I'm in the some... third, but I'm in the first trial section. Okay. So you're actually third. only a very small bit behind me. Because I'm, in the ne I'm on the next day. And so yeah, I just yeah, actually, I just finished the first trial section. Okay. And then twist, etc. Dun dun dun. So I love the princess. She's a little bitch. <laughs> She's delightful. I like her yelling at me. She's the crown princess, and her dad is like um, the minister of justice. Um, and obviously, her mom's the queen. Because she's the princess. Uh, and yeah, she's just kind of adorable. I yeah, like she's fun. I like seeing her pass out. 
that has happened. I liked happened. her interaction with Maya when they were discussing the Steel Samurai. Yes. No. No. There is. It's. It's an original. So there. There's a riff off of the Steel Samurai, um, which is like a, an anime show that's uh, discussed pretty heavily in Phoenix Wright in general. And so yeah, there's this uh, riff off of it. Um, so what is it called again? Well, I can't remember. That's why I said still some still somewhere rather than the other one. <laughs> um, uh, it's so it's based off the Lady Kira, and that's the only part I remember. The the puffy something. Are you guys really delving into the Steel Samurai knockoff? Yeah. Is it is that important? important? Oh, okay. It is. It is very important. So. Yeah, no, it's, I just love all the little details. At one point, uh, Maya says that she's too old to have the latter conversation with Phoenix anymore. <laughs> and he, of course, immediately corrects her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. I like how people look now that they're older. Like, Emma and Maya look fantastic. They're very well animated. I just like how well this game is put together. And I don't know why I was expecting it to be otherwise. I don't know if I necessarily was expecting it to be otherwise. But yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I think the only issue I have with this game is that the names are terrible. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> everything. Used to. Yes. Everything is. To rust in me. Yes. What? <laughs> and his wife is believe in me. Believe in me. <laughs> I'll be your guide. Oh, see, I keep reading that as alibi. No, that's alibi, your guide. Okay, my bad. Um, and, that's the only uh, reason the pronunciation is because it says something stupid. Yes. <laughs> and they're, they have a board game, which is Catch You Em All. <laughs> and uh, later on, um, you meet a guy that's called Dats Arball. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. I I am definitely enjoying it. Well, I've been playing. I've played at least one other game. Okay. Wait. I picked up an import. I picked up an import copy of Tales of Berseria. Ooh, how was Tales of Persidus? Tales of what? <laughs> Never mind. How was Tales of Berseria? <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Is it better than Zestria? Uh, well, I actually quite enjoyed Zestria, so... Huh. Hey, don't judge me. Wait, well, I isn't just, it Zestria? I it. it is Zestria. Okay. <laughs> Zestria is what Lucifer.com calls it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, uh, I just I couldn't get into Zestfully clean, so... Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, at the very least, the combat system, I think, is better than Zestiria. I don't know if that's what your sticking point was, but... Uh, just the, the story at the beginning was, it was very meandering. It didn't grab me. Yeah, I guess on that. Apparently, I mean, I haven't gotten that far. I've only gotten far enough in Bizaria to basically get the, uh, get the party of six playable characters together. Um, but I mean, it, I mean, in case you, people weren't aware, Viseria is a distant prequel to Zestiria. 
Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, well, it is. It becomes fairly obvious pretty early on as well. Um, roughly, roughly around the time that you run into the person that one of the major landmarks in Zisteria is named after. Um, but also the presence of certain characters, like a certain shirtless wind spirit that everyone liked. <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, shouldn't like the fire lady show up then? Lyra hasn't, although someone with her fighting style did. Because huh. there should be like, I mean, that, that it's built off kind of a cycle, so you would think that there's. Oh, and I, I believe I have Edna's brother in my account, in my account, in my party. Oh, okay, in your account. I like account where the hell did i get that from oh um, they, uh they reuse goshina's music from zisteria mm, so i think they kind of recognized they were they were onto a winner with sheena's work so they were just like nah you know that music in zisteria was really good so let's just use it again okay i think that's acceptable well it's the same world so i'm i'm kind of basing my assumption uh where of where it's used as these are the same locations in Zisteria where those tracks played. Sort oh, of thing. Yes. So I have a sneaking suspicion that I am going to end up in some kind of wind-themed area, and I will get that really cool wind shrine theme. I mean, I might not, but I have people have told me that Goshina's work is in uh, Bazaria. So, but only the stuff that he did for Zestaria. He didn't. I don't think he composed anything new. Is that typical or? Hmm. I know that there are other there are other Tales games that have had sequels that have reused music. It's just there aren't that many Tales games that are sequels. Gotcha. It's like <laughs> what Tales of Destiny two and Tales of Symphonia two. Am I missing anything? Zillia two. Yeah. Oh, and Zillia two. Yeah, which yeah. Zillia two definitely reused music. Yeah, but most of them have the same composer. So. <laughs> oh, good old Sakuraba. Uh. But yeah, they 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 have changed. They've changed the um, instead of in previous games, the battle system was mostly just a case of having um, it was having your basic attacks mapped to X with your special attacks mapped to circle plus direction, and they're usually usually being some kind of direction input with combo abilities on that uh, button. Uh, in this, in Berseria, they changed it so that all four face buttons are now attack buttons. For moves, mm-hmm. um, but you can now build your own combos. Okay, so, so there, there are. I need to know uh, just w- before you get too detailed here. Is I'm not this, trying to get detailed. Is this combat system something that I can understand without studying for the SAT? Probably, because I don't think the, the combat system is that was not. Now, Zestiria's problem in terms of complexity was its item system. Okay. I, I didn't think it's. I didn't think his battle system was that complicated. Not compared Everything to everything was ridiculous. complicated. I don't know. <sighs> All right. But yeah, so you basically you have six, sixteen slots for for abilities, and you just jam your abilities in those slots. And they're they're uh, so in, you basically just build your own combos. Because one one of the one of the rows is square, one of the rows is triangle, one of the rows is X, and one of the rows is circle. That sounds so you can, doable. Yeah, you can just I say build your own combos. There's even the um, there's even the button which is just use an appropriate move. <laughs> and it'll just, it'll That'll be my button. I like that button. It'll, it'll it'll grab an appropriate move from your move set and execute that. All right. 
Yeah, Chris is going to be a one-button player of this game. It's it's a little it's a little harder to use on characters who have um, maybe slightly more but varied move sets than just melee abilities. But that's basically everyone else except for the main character, who is primarily a, a melee character with no spells. Compared to someone like Eleanor, who is a spear user and uses sort of standard melee yeah. stuff, but she does have a limited array of uh, magical spells as well. Mm-hmm. So it can be—it's a little bit—it's—it it can be a little bit tricky if you're used to going from a like a melee only character to going to someone with a cast time on things. So yeah, just just that warning. What do we get, Basaria here? Uh, next year, early. Next year. Okay. February, I think, sometime. I think it's February 2017 is the current release, the current intended release date for it. Oh, and yeah, it's 60 FPS on PS4, so it's it it improves on that on over to Syria as well. Oh yeah, okay, cool. I, I, if, I believe it's I believe it's based on the same engine. We'll like, have a PS4 they, Pro they, patch. Who knows? Right. Probably not, but. I imagine the modders on PC will probably get to doing something. Oh, good point. At least they at least they won't need to mod a 60 FPS in this time. Oh, they still might. Hopefully. You know how it is with PC ports from some. Well, that's true. But I mean, that's that was one of the early mods with um, Zestiria, mm-hmm. uh, which was to uh, patch in a uh, uh, frame rate uncap. I I liked that Zestiria actually looked really good at 60 FPS. What did they limit it to previously? 30. I think it was 30. Um, oh, and uh, maybe, well, hopefully this time they may have come to an agreement to actually use the uh, the Japanese lyrics in the opening. Because oh. if you may remember that uh, that whole thing back in Zysteria where they accidentally released the PC version. They, I mean, the PC version was of Zysteria was dual audio. That's fine. But they had something where when you originally downloaded the game, you also downloaded the version of the opening with the Japanese lyrics as opposed to the instrumental version, which was, I don't believe, was licensed for, for use outside Japan. Oops. Yeah. And then there were, despite their, their myriad ways of, of attempting to get rid of that file, once people kind of had it, they found a way to, to keep it instead of having it auto patched out. Because there was a point where if you renamed the files, the game would load the Japanese intro. Um, and then they patched it so that if you had the um, the Japanese intro on you, in your Steam files list, um, they, it would be replaced with the English one. Um, so I think what they did there was um, people who had the Japanese intro at that point, uh, they just added a few extra bytes onto the end of the file using a hex editor. And uh, it stopped the auto patcher from picking up on it, uh, thus preserving the Japanese intro. That probably uh, ruffled a few feathers down in the old licensing offices, yeah. though. Yeah. Whoops. Probably not going to do that again unless they've actually, you know, arranged for it this time. And this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. The internet. Oh. Oh, and to allay any fears, it is possible to change the main character's outfit as soon as the game starts. <laughs> oh, okay, good to know. There are there are a few pe- there are a few people who who weren't exactly down with the outfit. I personally don't care, but you know, the costume options are there. Just make use of them. Well, I'm glad you're there to talk us off the ledge on that one. All right. I was ready oh to wow, jump. she's got a boob window. Oh goodness. Uh, that's that, I, I think I think she's got bigger problems than that personally, but. <laughs> 
That is a boob window. Kelly, you've been playing DQ7, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. You should talk about it. Cause I, talk I, haven't, about that. I haven't started it yet, and I need to be are convinced you, that... Are you 80 hours in already? No, I've barely gotten past the intro. Oh. Um, how, fami- how familiar were you guys with the PS1 version? Um, I was very familiar with it. I, I almost beat it. Okay. I'm, f- oh. I'm familiar with James's opinion of it. <laughs> do, do you guys remember how obtuse the opening was in yes. the PS1 version? It took hours. It took like five hours to get going in that game. This time around, it only took an hour. Wow, that's fast. I was watching the clock. Basically, instead of doing that long, boring dungeon that had all the puzzles and just... I remember had the all first the time slimes? It, yeah, and I remember getting lost in it and having to look up a fact and all that stuff. You pretty much just go find the four armor pieces, put them on the pedestal, and it takes you right to the room where you can... Um, put the shards in and the instead of it being one of those rooms where you can like actually run around in, like in the PS1 game it's a menu where it lets you pick um, what color what color pedestals you want to mess with and then what this um, sounds perfect yeah yeah they basically removed pretty much all of the obtuseness from the original opening to this game and not only that the shards actually show up on your mini map below <gasps> if if there if there is a shard in a room um you'll see it on the mini map and it's like glowing and obvious and not only that there's an npc in the room with the pedestals that will give you hints on where to find shards okay this all sounds amazing yeah yeah it it, I mean, I was that was one thing that I was really worried about when I was going to get this game was that, okay, I've got to deal with this horrible opening that I didn't even like the first time around. And I mean, once you get past that opening, the game is amazing. But that that opening is obtuse. And I remember having to spend like $25 on a guide back in the day. Just or, to get through no, the opening? I, you know, I mean, not just to get through the opening, but just to get through the game because is the that whole because thing... the translation was so bad? Um, well, no, 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 no. It's not just that. It, well, um, yes and no. The thing is, is that in order to unlock um, new areas in the game, you have to find these tablet shards and you have to arrange them in these pedestals like a puzzle. Okay. And these tablet shards could be anywhere. You can like break barrels to find tablets shards so i mean literally in some areas of the game you could blink and miss tablet shards or you can like be you know finish an area and be like okay i don't know where i'm supposed to go next what do i do and if you're missing tablet shards in your inventory you're kind of stuck at that point so it sounds like this version is kind of eliminating the guesswork out of that I need to hurry hurry up and finish Ace Attorney. So how does the job system work in this one? um, I have not gotten to the job system yet. I'm wondering if they're going to expedite that process too. Because I know in the original game, it was like 15 hours in before you even unlocked the job system. Okay. 
So I'm watching someone a, playing it and interacting with All Trades Abbey, is, and it reminds me a lot of DQ9. Um, yeah, I yeah, think they uh, took a lot of cues from DQ9. Yeah, um, like there are no random encounters now. You could see all of the mobs on the map. Because I'm in an area right now, and I'm just running around killing stuff. Do we to still get measure? Gold. Do we still measure dragon quests and TTS? What is that? TTS. Time to slime. Um, this was uh, like an hour time to slime. Wow. I like how happy you are about that when it seems really yeah. long to me. <laughs> well, compared to the original game, that's short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there. Um, I can see why people did not like the original game at all because it was obtuse. Even I kind of struggled trying to like it at the beginning. Right, and I mean, here's the thing: is Dragon Quest Seven is a really cool game, but it had a horrible pacing, and it assumed you did everything all the time, everywhere. If that makes sense. It, it had horrible pacing. It came out. It was localized late in the PlayStation's. Well, cycle. and the localization was never completed. Because yeah. the company that developed the game went belly up um, before the localization was complete. And so Square Enix just took what had already been inserted and called it good and put it out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah um, we actually had four different staff members that worked on the Dragon Quest Seven translation. So um, our former president, um, the guy who hired me, was our former head of news. Um, one of our newsies and one of our viewers. Um, and so the only one who really stuck it out, I think, was Doug. He was on the project the longest. Um, but yeah, like, they had, like, four or five iterations past what it, you find in the game completed before they were told, hey, there's no other translations that are going to be inserted because the company went out of business. Wow. I didn't know that. So, I mean, they, everybody who worked on it that I still talked to seemed very excited to finally see a completed localization. Oh, that's going to be good because it did kind of seem like that game petered out at the end. But that game was so long anyway, I was kind of ready for it to be done. Right. I think I put like 80 hours into that game. And, uh, I must have gotten this one confused with Dragon Quest Eight because I was surprised that the 3D was actually available. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't think Eight has 3D. And they were pretty yeah. upfront about that because they said they wanted to preserve as high fidelity a graphic as possible. And to try to make them 3D, they would have to lower the... Whereas this was developed pretty much all over again for the right. 3DS. Right, yes. Oh right, yeah, I yeah I keep forgetting that this was like one of the first games announced for the 3DS. Yep, when it was still new. Mm-hmm. It, it was one of the reasons why I wanted a 3DS initially. But I mean, if you're a Dragon Quest fan and Seven was like your least favorite in the series, then I would recommend picking this one up and giving it another go. Just thus far, because. I mean, just speeding up the intro alone has made this really good in my book. And I have a feeling that it's really going to fix a lot of the problems that the original had. Cool. I am enjoying it immensely thus far. And um, I was amused by the Dragon Quest uh, Twitter account. 
because they was retweeting people's pictures, and I took a picture of this with my uh, slime plushes. And they last posted night it? When it. Yeah, and they posted it. Nice. And it got retweeted like a million times and <laughs> liked a million times. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's someone took over their... So someone took over their Dragon Quest social media account at some point before um, Dragon Quest Heroes. And whoever running it did a really good job of it. They basically played Helix. Um, and yeah, they just... It was cool seeing them interact with people. And yeah, some people have amazing Dragon Quest collections that put mine to shame and... Yeah. People were also uh, posting pictures of like Dragon Quest slime cookies that they made. Yeah, I saw some of those. That was cool. But yeah, my phone was blowing up all night last night because of it. <laughs> but that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, Alex, is there anything else that you've been playing? Um, I've been playing stuff where there is Goshina awesomeness, which is God Eater 2, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing, I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I've been playing more of that, which is basically more God Eater, <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing. You say it like it's a bad thing. But it's not. Mostly because it's got Goshina music in it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's lots of, lots of fun combat system, like Monster Hunter-esque, but with story, which is yeah, my main reason for not getting into Monster Hunter at all. So, I think I've just reached chapter four of that, although I'm not entirely sure how many chapters there are. I think if it follows the previous game, there should be ten, because I think that includes the original arc and then the extra rage burst arc because it's the remake and the confusing remake systems that God God Eater has er, right okay yeah, I remember we had a conversation it. about this at one point because I was like shouldn't these be shouldn't these game pages be merged and you're like no they're different games and you tried to explain it to me but it's confusing I, I think I explained it best on the God Eater resurrection review <laughs> Just to get out of the way quickly enough. Yeah, and aside from that, I was playing the NBA 2K17 demo. What do you think of it? It's fun. They had the neat thing where they basically gave you the very first part of the be a player section where you get to play through the college career section. So I was having fun with that. Uh, yeah, if you follow my Twitter account, you, saw, you would have seen that I put a go-ahead basket in the national semi-finals with two seconds left and then the opposition just did a full court hope shot and it went in and we lost Ah, boo <laughs> which was slightly annoying but no, it's fun I think I got the full game today so I'll probably be playing that this weekend so Chris have you talked about everything that you've been playing um I've also been putting more time into Deus Ex Human Revolution. Have you been reading emails? Um, not as many as my first playthrough. This time I've been playing with Cheat Engine, um, and I've been listening to developer commentary. Oh, because okay, I've already so this beaten that game, thing. right? So yeah, 
Right. It's a okay. real thing. And I've been I've been doing the um, the developer commentary, which is which is all right. Um, it's kind of I'm losing some interest in it as the game goes on because they're starting to talk about less and less interesting things. I think, um, and then they'll go into something that's like totally fascinating. Like here's an entire city that we cut from the game that was completely done, and we just had to cut it for X, Y, and Z. And it's like what? Okay, cool. Um, and so I've been playing with Cheat Engine though, and it's all about having fun. And so I've been uh, unlimited ammo, unlimited energy. And I've been running around. I've been taking like my pistols and bumping up the damage and reload speed and stuff. Um, and so I just like I, I kill people real fast. Um, but then what was really fun. I took a sniper rifle and like maxed out its reload speed, and it's like totally broken. And I shouldn't be able to do things with it that I'm able to do with it. And it's great. Um, just having real fun blowing through that game. Um, and then uh, then I'll play like uh, Mankind Divided for real. And read all the emails and be all stealthy. But this this is my combat focused playthrough of the first game since my first playthrough was all stealthy and email focused. So uh, yeah, continue with that. Um, it's it's hard to try and balance that versus World of Warcraft. You know, um, just don't have enough time for everything. Got other things to do. Cats to take care of. Wives to make happy. <laughs> Phones to buy. Phones to buy. Picked up the the seven yesterday, seven plus. I'm mean, joining the plus club, and so far I like it. Um, but you know, it's an iPhone, and I feel like there's nothing new to really talk about there. Um, the, the little bu- uh, home button feels cool because it's not. It, I, I actually there was there was a game I forgot to talk about. Oh, what's that? Um, I actually picked up F1 2016 based on I think it was Alex's recommendations. <gasps> I realize I. Alright, so tell us about F1, Alice. Um, all my conclusion from playing career mode first uh, for, the, for, for now is the person who designed Monaco Circuit clearly has a like some kind of raging hate boner against automobiles. Like, seriously, what the hell? It's, I, okay, in my defense... In my defense, it's been a really long time since I've played a... Um, since I've played like a a racing game like of this kind of or like an f1 racing game and i am not very good at street circuits like the wall of champions at canada i can deal with that monaco no just no even with a rewrite even with a rewind mechanic i'm just like you know what no i think i'll just accept crashing out on lap one so i did I think that might be the only one I accepted the crash out on as well in my career mode. Yeah, I'm just like, no, nope, you know what? Just not dealing with it. I, I'll I'll make the points up somewhere else. Hopefully, the 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 AI driving Hamilton and Rosberg is kind of insane. So um, there was one point where I think it was at Canada actually. I think I managed to not only did I did I run Hamilton nearly off the track but i also got away with it no stop penalty no uh no red and white uh white and black flags no nothing like that um i just kind of ran into him on a corner or he ran into me on a corner in such a way that it actually stalled out most of the rest of the race and i finished something like 13 or 14 seconds ahead yeah i think i managed to finish third in canada driving a sailboat uh i'm on um uh, buttons team 
thought the name. Uh, McLaren. Yeah, I'm on McLaren. Yeah. I think I only came third because it was a wet race and I managed to get my strategy lined up perfectly. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing about, um, yeah, the, 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 the racing in the wet. That's difficult. Even, even with the right tires. All right. Alice, what's your setup? What do you mean, what's my setup? Do you have like a wheel and pedals and all that? Uh, no, I oh. use a controller. What about you, Alex? Do you play it for real? No, I was using a controller. Oh, you both I, suck. I, hey, yeah, remember, I, Chris, I have a HOTAS that's good for playing flight sims, not driving games. Did you deliver any missiles this week? No. Then what good is it to me? Well, you don't use a HOTAS when playing EVE, for God's sake. Oh, well. I mean, for games like, I don't know, Elite Dangerous or Flight Sims or something, that's what you use a HOTAS for. Alice, I have a question for you. Um, unless you guys want to keep talking about F1. Oh, I think I'm done. I'm only like... Yeah, that's third. I think I'm like only the third of the way through the season at the moment, so... Okay. Alice, have you tried Halcyon 6? Uh, I've seen it on Steam several times, but I haven't bought it. It's really good. I figured you would have played it already. It's like someone combined FTL with XCOM. Oh, that one. And you manage a space station, and there's turn-based combat, and there's building of base, and negotiating with aliens, and all sorts of stuff. So. Oh, yeah. I know. I remember seeing trailers for this one. It's, it's one of those um, games that you start playing for half an hour, and then you stop playing at 2.30 in the morning. So... Be careful. Yeah, I might have to. Uh, I might have to pick that up at some point. Yeah, it's uh, fifteen quid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not too maybe expensive. It's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, maybe next month. I've already all spent right. enough money. All right, all right. So I talked about that last week, but you weren't here, and I was really sad because I figured you'd be into it. <laughs> you could have waited. What? But I I played it last week. I didn't want to forget. All right. No, I didn't have fine. time for it this week because I mean it takes I have a lot to, of time. There's a few other things like kind of queued up behind it that I also want to play. Like yeah. um, I, I, I noticed that Steins Gate recently got released on Steam, which I think is probably the easiest way of picking that one up. Um, Didn't you already and, play that? Yeah. No, I watch. I've watched the entire anime series though, oh, so I basically okay. know the story. But I've never watched the underlying visual novel. I've heard that that's a really good visual novel. Yeah. But you already yeah, know the story. The vision of the fantastic. The the um I know I, as much as I know the general story, um the the anime series still functions as a like a an abridged, you know, because they had to squeeze the the visual novel story into twenty six episodes or whatever. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's still worth playing the visual novel as well. Is there yeah, really any plane? Do you do anything other than click everywhere or what? It's got a neat mechanic with the phone. And that, that's how it determines the routes rather than the simple yes-no choices. Yeah. So it's so depending good. on if you read a message or reply to a message or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more interactive than Umineko, and I suppose Umineko is kind of like my gold standard as far as visual novels is concerned. I mean, because Umineko is literally just, a, just something that you read. There's not even any old... There, there's like... There, there, with Umineko, there is like some very minor mini games in the in and by mini games I mean like logical thinking puzzles in the last episode but that's it that's more than world end economica yeah well yeah 
It says nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. I need to go AFK for a bit anyway. All so. right. <laughs> I think that brings us to the news, Anna. Don't you think? Beep, 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 beep. I'm watching videos of uh, Steinsgate trying to figure out how this works. All right. So... Not RPG. We have some stuff that's not RPG related this week because I thought it was cool to discuss it. Uh oh. So, OMG, guys, there's a Mario game on iPhones. What? Didn't we talk about that last week? Oh, hiss. Did we? Yeah. Because we talked about the iOS 7 event, right? Or the iPhone 7 Mm, thing last time? I don't remember talking about it. Okay. So, there's a a running game. Yes. And it's an endless but not endless runner. It's not an endless runner. There's stages. Yes. I swear, some of the butthurt I have heard about this game on the internet has been People legendary. Are so mad. Why are they mad? Because it's, it's a Mario internet. game on the iPhone, How Chris. How dare they? But we knew Sacrilege! Was... So I signed up to be notified. This is the only game they've ever done this with notifications for when it comes out ahead of time. Yes. It's like, what? It's like... How come they haven't allowed this before? Because maybe they just thought of it, and this yeah, is their I'm pilot sure they program. they just thought of it. Yeah, they never thought about pre-orders or pre-notifications or, or any of that. I mean, it's Apple. They don't always think about things in the same order oh, you and I do. No, they do. They just don't decide to do them in the same order as a normal person. Okay. Ugh. So, yeah, that was... Remember, they think about them, tell you how you don't need them, and then give it to you two years later and tell you that it's a, the thing you always wanted. <laughs> Like a uh, cradle charging? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or uh, that fast charge. You know, the thing you put the Androids on. Oh, you, wireless charging? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. No, you don't need that. And then next phone comes out. Oh, of mm-hmm. course you wanted that. You need to have it right now. This is the best version of it. So Criminal Girls 2 got delayed in North America because the physical version got screwed up. What? What'd they do? Um, there was, there was an error in printing. Uh, what sort of error? They didn't specify. I hope it was naughty. (laughs) So yeah, there was a printing error. So they delayed the game completely in North America, physically and digitally. Until October 11th. Yes. So it's still coming out September 23rd in Europe because the printing of, uh, PAL versions of the game are completely different. How much do you think a small company like who uh, Nice is putting this out, right? Yep. How much do you think they lose when there's a printing error like that? A significant amount. I mean, it's got to like just destroy any profit they were going to have. Well, in Criminal Girls 2 is particularly contentious. I think they have no idea how well it's going to sell. Yeah. Because of all the censoring. I wonder if uh, the printing error was like they accidentally didn't censor something. That would have been hilarious. I mean, yeah. it's not like the first time that they've had printing errors, but I mean, it's also not the first printing error in oh, general. NIS likes to put game-breaking bugs into games, right? <laughs> I mean, don't uh, isn't kind of Okami legendary at this point? Oh, Okami, where they put, made it with the IGN image box art? Yeah, yeah. so they, they just pulled an, an image off the internet to make the box, and it was watermarked yeah. with IGN's logo. Yeah. What? I have that version. Yeah. I think we do, too. Um, I ordered the replacement box art because they didn't require ba- uh, any sort of validation, ver- okay. valid- validation, but we don't have the Wii version. 
Oh, okay. It was the Wii version that had that. Okay. So, Persona 5 came out in Japan, uh, which means that they kind of blatted out so, a bunch of details and then asked people very nicely not to spoil anything. <laughs> so, like, avoid all Persona 5 discussions now, folks, because the spoilers are out there, and if you don't want them... Um, the big things that we learned Wait, this Alice, week, why aren't... Oh, she's she still AFK. Well, and it's a... Ugh. I want to know if she was getting Persona 5. Oh, okay. So, um, they... People slash Atlas have confirmed online features, sort of like Persona 4 Golden. So this is like, well, if you die in a dungeon, you can be rescued, right? Oh, okay. Alex? Or you can ping people for... Um, is anybody here? <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. am, I, am I talking about this I think, correctly? Yeah, I think there's something slightly different with the dungeon stuff, because different things can happen. If like one character gets knocked out, I think they can be... Taken hostage. Like what? Yeah, but it's got this stuff like where you press the. Well, what did other people do today? Yes, I like that feature. That was very cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's in there, and you can also find out what they answered for the class questions and stuff. Um, there's also a new um, dungeon that was revealed that uses the Morgana mobile. Hmm. So that's when the cat turns into a car, right? A van. Yeah. Um, and also, um, people have started playing it and realizing that um, you use negotiations like old school Persona. Oh, okay. Not like new school Persona where you just kind of get them. Yeah. And like cards and stuff. So, and then Sony had a really big pre-TGS conference. Um <laughs> So there's a whole bunch of things that got revealed, but we're going to kind of stick to the things that are relevant to our interests. So um, they unveiled new PS4 designs based on Persona 5 and Final Fantasy 15. Um, both of those... Those won't be here. Yeah, both of them have been confirmed as Japan only. Yeah. Um, I think the 15 one might be coming, but I'm not sure. I, that if Yeah, that's the one that would make but, sense to come. Well, the, yeah, I think the side of the one I saw definitely isn't. Yeah, like John was tweeting about it. He's like, yeah, this isn't coming. <laughs> um, but it sounded like he asked. So, um, They also talked about Saga Scarlet Grace. Um, it, it will be out in December 15, 26 in Japan. This hasn't had any localization announcements, has it? Nope. Okay. I doubt it. Um, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue um, is going to be out in Japan January 12, 2017. Um, and it will be in North America January 24th, 2017. So it, that was supposed to be a 2016 title. It slipped. Um, so there is a new Near Automata trailer. Um, and at the end of the trailer, it says Japan, February 23rd, 2017. That has been announced, but like no details, right? For North America? Yeah, we're getting that. Yeah. But we don't know when. Okay. It's not even done. It's not even close to done. Um, so. Koei Tecmo announced Neo will release worldwide February 9th, 2017. Um, it also announced Muso Stars. Which is a Dynasty Warrior style game with all of Koei Tecmo's series. Oh boy. Um, relevant to us, to, uh, Tokiden and Atelier. 
What? Yeah. What? Why would it? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess everything else has had a Musou game. Why can't Atelier? Fine. Whatever. Um, and then there was also... Okay. What is the actual game name here? Because there's not enough punctuation for me to tell. Grand, Bo- <laughs> Grand Blue Fantasy Project Re-Link. That's the name. No. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is. That's the name. <laughs> okay. It's not regarding Link. It's Grand Blue Fantasy Project Re-Link. Okay. I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's Japan, so there's colons over. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was announced for PS4 in 2018 uh, with an undefined PlayStation VR um, launch. There was another game that got announced for VR. What? Um, so this is called V. What did I do to deserve this, my lord? R. No. No. They're doing what? Really? And so it's a PlayStation 4 VR title. Were you building the dungeons and stuff? Yes. So they did (laughs) like a... How is that series still alive? (laughs) I know, right? So they did a little trailer. It wasn't enough to me to really tell if it's an RPG. Alex apparently says no. But I thought it was sort of interesting to bring up. That's because I don't think the original games were... They weren't. They they weren't weren't really. Yeah. So, um, NIS America announced that they're going to release God Wars um, worldwide. Um, it is a strategy RPG based on Shinto mythology and the early days of Japanese Empire. Um, it's coming to both PlayStation 4 and Vita in early 2017. So, speaking of PlayStation 4 and Vita games, we had some fun this week. Oh my gosh, Namco, make up your mind. <laughs> All right. So, Digimon World Last Order was announced for PS4 in North America and Europe in early 17. Mm-hmm. And then they announced Digimon World Last Order coming to PS4 and Vita in North America and Europe in early 2017. And then they announced Digimon World Last Order was coming to PS4 exclusively in North America and Europe in 2017. Even though their website still says that it's coming to Vita. So, we don't actually know if this game's coming to Vita or not. Right. So it was originally a Vita game in Japan and then got ported to PS4. If I'm looking at release dates correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, The last press release also confirmed that the PS4 version is both physical and digital. Well, that's good. So there's that. So, yes. Bamco, please. I'm complete. Yeah. They, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that dealing with Bamco is just as delightful as when I had to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was also separate um, near automata details that came out post that big conference. Um, I don't know how deeply we want to get into these. I will take that silence as we don't. No. Um, the South Park Fractured But Whole, um, was got delayed. De- was very quietly delayed until Q1 2017. And then they actually did like a full on blog where they talked about it. So I guess it was like a footnote in like a, 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 a like press kit that they put out 
And then people were like, wait, 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 this has a, a different release date now. And then they put up the blog that was like, yeah, it's getting delayed. The the blog, by the way, is two sentences. Yeah. It's being delayed, and they want to make sure it meets high expectations. Blah, blah, blah. They just need more time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Puyo Puyo Chronicles is going to have an RPG mode. So they put out a new trailer that ha- that showed sort of these RPG elements in a new game mode. Um, still no idea if this is ever going to make it outside of Japan. I don't think we've ever seen a Puyo Puyo game outside of Japan. Hey, I'll take South Asia releases that have English in them. Um, I, th- I want to... F- um, the problem is, is I don't think this one is a good candidate for that. Because oh, isn't a- it 3DS? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, importing that, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I just... Puyo Puyo is essentially Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we've had some Puyo Puyo releases. There was a DS and a GameCube one. Okay. Back I just, in the day. I watched this trailer and I was like, wow, I wish we could totally get this and we never will. So it made me sad. I, I mean, I hope it comes out. I love Puyo Puyo. So um, in the wake of them announcing the Final Fantasy XV Luna Edition PS4, um... There was a lot of people who decided that this was the sole reason that Final Fantasy XV was delayed. Discuss. What? The, the, the Final Fantasy... What? I'm confused. Theory is Final Fantasy XV delayed so that they could work on the PS4 Pro version. No. And so that slim. they could have a slim. Okay. That is specifically Final Fantasy XV. Discuss. No. I, 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 I love it. I love internet conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was kind of cool. I don't. Think I was more amused by when they were trying to justify it, the Lunar Edition as being story related, huh? and how I think how the design of the edition tells the story. Um, it's a moon. How is yeah, it? It's all, a moon trying, on a PS4. They, yeah, they were trying to explain it as telling a story during the Sony conference. Okay. Well, also has a Final Fantasy XV logo, job. sort of. Did they do a good job? No, they didn't. No. Okay. So, I... I mean, I can't argue with their logic, because, like, this did, you know, it's launching the same day as... Wait, the Slim's already out there, though. Yeah. They could have announced... Uh... Oh, hey, cat, stop that. Sorry, so, my cat was spamming characters into my Mac. Um, briefs. Chase Cold Case Investigations is launching October 13. It's not an RPG, but it's a sounds like a pretty cool game. Um, it's made by the people that made Hotel Dusk. Is there just no RPG news this week? Is oh, there that the is. Problem? <laughs> um, Akiba's Trip is getting an anime in January. We covered oh, yeah. the sequel, Akiba's Beat, which is an RPG. Didn't we cover the first one? We no? don't, because okay. it's not... Not an RPG. Eh, it's really borderline, and I'm kind of inclined to say no. Okay. Um, so if you didn't <laughs> yeah. play Akiba's Trip, it sounds like this anime would be a good way to get you into Akiba's Beat and sort of catch you up on the story. Um, here, let me catch you up on the story. There's vampires that disintegrate when exposed to the sun so you have to tear the clothing off them you're there's caught a, up there's a, <laughs> there's a little more to it than that so the exactly. anime yeah, is I don't, gonna, th- I don't think there's any connection between the beat and trip stories i th- are you sure because i thought there was because isn't there returning characters well who cares it's an anime where people get stripped naked so go watch it <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as no you don't, don't. Really need to know much about trip storyline to get anything from it <laughs> 
anyway, it's, fu- the, it's fun but not deep. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, I won't argue that. The anime starts airing uh, January 2017. Um, presumably, it will show up on Crunchyroll because it's exactly the kind of stuff that shows up on Crunchyroll. Um, there was a Dragon Quest slash Final Fantasy Itadaki Street announced for PlayStation 4 and Vita, but will it be forever doomed to stay in Japan? Yes. So it's I coming out un- undetermined. The only one we ever got was that one on uh, on the Wii, right? Wii. And, and how many times sold- have we played that? Well, the problem was is it sold like poo because it and was it's a Wii local game. only. And yeah, uh, well, and I, I, this this one's got online. Yeah, local one only. Wants. Never mind. Yeah, it's just uh, those games aren't fun. Um, the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing was announced for PS4, quote unquote, soon, um, along with a PS4 Pro enhancements. Incredible PS4 Pro enhancements, right? Yes, no, incredible PS4 enhancements. Yeah, um, Yokai Watch Two demo is available in the eShop now. You can get Pokemon Pixel Art stickers in iOS 10. I got them this morning. Um, Pokemon Go added Buddy Pokemon. Yeah. So if you want to take a little Pokemon that walks beside you, you can. If you uh, choose to have a Pikachu as a buddy Pokemon, once you walk 10 kilometers, it'll start sitting on your shoulder. What? How do I get a buddy Pokemon? You just pick them. Okay, let me pick You have to. Pokemon. I had to Google it to figure out how to do it. It's very obtuse. I think you, you have like to like go into your game? profile and select a buddy Right, here's this while Chris is distracted, The Last Guardian got delayed again. What? It's not an RPG. How? No! I just put it in here so we could laugh about it. No! <laughs> How long? Uh, December. Okay, that's not... That's the shortest delay that yes. we've ever had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... So, um, in terms of trailers, someone has to read them so I can oh, see Oh, right, 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 right. Let me do this. Uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. Trailer. Birthday's the Beginning. Trailer. Both of those probably not RPGs. Two more Pokemon Ultra Beasts. Trailer. Wait, what? What is this? So the Ultra Beasts are... um, Oh, they're big Poke... What's an Ultra Beast? So they're kind of very large legendaries, but not legendaries. I didn't know this. Okay. And there's like one that guards each island? Alice? Uh, I was just going to say, I think they're implied to be, like, extra-dimensional or something. Oh, if you walk with your buddy, you get candy for it. Yes. Oh, that's important. (laughs) Walk with a Magikarp. (gasps) Then I can have a Gyarados buddy. Do you think they'll... Oh, that'd be great. I don't want you to be my buddy anymore. I know. Go away. My Meowth is my buddy. So I'm probably going to buddy one of my Eevees. Well, what about one of your starters? Um, It's like the only way to get candy for (laughs) Oh. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Trailers. Horizon Zero Dawn. Trailer. Dragon Quest VII Overview and Monster Meadows. Trailers. Shin Megami Tensei IV Apocalypse. Trailer. Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. Trailer. Final Fantasy XV. Trailer. And World of Final Fantasy. Trailer. And it had the most adorable thing in it. What? So it had Sephiroth. It had little itty bitty chibi Sephiroth. And he summons this big fireball and it down. And then he very gently floats down and lands in front of it and then disappears into the fire. Oh, of course. It's perfect. He walks into the fire? Yes. Yes, because he's Sephiroth. Because he's Sephiroth. All right, good. Neo. Trailer. Near Automata. Trailer. Valkyr- Valkyria Azure Revolution. Trailer. Monster Hunter Stories again. Oh. 
Really? Yep. And <laughs> PAX gameplay demos and impressions. Yeah, we have a million of those so, now. Yeah, go look at them all. Should, you want to help me make a Torment one? No. No? Okay. I feel bad for them. Okay. <laughs> they should let us film, then we would have more coverage for them. <sighs> Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they told me no. Which is weird, because like, that whole thing that they showed us is part of the early access, which you can go play now if you're a backer. Yeah, so. I don't know. Don't look at me. So what's coming out this week, Chris? Oh, oh, I just accidentally set my buddy into a coughing. <coughs> oh, and he's, he's spewing forth. Um, what's coming out this week? Well, let me tell you. As I stop playing with the buddy program. Um, all right. So this is going to be a little less uh, less organized than usual here. Um, we've got... Well, that's already out. So yeah, let me go over here. Uh, 17th through 24th. We're talking Air Conflicts Double Pack for the PS4. Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors on the Vita. Dear Esther Landmark Addiction, Landmark Edition on the Xbox One and PS4. Destiny's Expansion Rise of Iron comes out for Xbox One and PS4. As well as Destiny the Collection, which I guess is all the things together in one box. Jazz Punk hits PS4. Killer Instinct Definitive Edition on the Xbox One. And NBA 2K17. Alex, you jumping in NBA 2K17? Yes, I have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. You said you already had it, don't you? How'd you get it already? Oh. Amazon gave it to me. Who? Well, they let me buy it. And it arrived today, so... How did you... But it's not out yet. Do you I get it know. first in Europe? What? You don't know. know. Maybe they're doing an early release thing or something. Uh, I don't know. All right. <laughs> that thing comes to Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, and PC. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Gigs for PS4, PS3, and Vita. You jumping into that again, Alex? Yeah, maybe. I know we've got a review code for it, but okay. I'm busy with, like, five Everything. of the games at the moment. <laughs> All right. Wheels of Aurelia for the PC, Agenda for PC, Mac, and Linux, and Warhammer 40K Eternal Crusade. What is that one? I want to learn more about that Who one. cares? You're never going to play it anyways. <gasps> What's wrong with you? You don't play 40K games. I played a little bit of uh, the Gothic one, and I'm going to play Einhorn, uh-huh. Eisenhorn, whatever uh-huh. it's called, because uh-huh. it's an, like a, an adventure game, and you're going to play with me. You're uh, gonna like it. I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, it's on early access. That's what's going on. Um, it's an MMO. Yes, because we were so successful in playing the previous MMO. Is it an MMO? I think it's an MMO. It's oh, this is oh, I've seen this. Oh, I hope it's come a long. It's been years since I've seen it, so it probably has come a long way since then because it needed to. Um, this is with the shooting and and the you're a marine and you're taking over territory and I don't know what's going on with this game. Okay, I'm gonna stop looking at it. I don't know if it's an MMO or not. Um, let's see the other things that on that page Batman the Telltale series episode 2 Children of Arkham hits everything uh, every platform Cossacks 3 on Windows uh, H1Z1 King of the Hill on Windows um, Seraph on PC uh, The Bunker on Windows and PS4 Zenith if I didn't already mention it Firewatch hits Xbox One 
they now have the opportunity to ask, what is Firewatch? Pan, Pankapu uh, hits uh, PC. Toy Odyssey, The Lost and the Found, PC and Xbox. Virginia, PC, Xbox, and PS4. And uh, that'll be next week. And anything else we missed on my third list? Oh, the Wii U. Here's what came out the Wii U this week. Enigma OS, Brick Breaker, Gear Gauntlet, Grand Prix Rock and Racing, Noi to Love De- De- Devolution, Shooty Space, and WarioWare Smooth Moves. Uh, the 3DS got Collidaball, Dragon Quest Seven, uh, Noi to Love, Polara, and Sh- uh, well, the SMT4 we talked about coming. Splat the Difference on the eShop. Um, Forza Horizon 3 apparently coming out this week, which I don't know why that wasn't on the other two lists. You'd think that would have been listed. Oh, it's listed as September 27th on one place and not in another. So I don't know if it's coming out this week or not. I'm sorry. And... We listed Criminal Girls 2, but it's Europe only this week. Oh, did I say Criminal Girls 2? Yep. You should have cut me off and said no. Well, it is coming out this week, but in only for Europe. Okay. Soccer Manager 2017, Shotgun Razor Raiders, and Momonga Pinball Adventures on the PC, apparently. Um, oh, and this is a big one that wasn't mentioned elsewhere, if that's actually this week. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 is out on Early Access now. Um, so if you want to jump into Divinity Original Sin, um, that is that is a thing you can do now. Um, it is not final or finished yet, so... Uh, be aware of that but uh yeah there you go and with that i will leave you with those of the games this week and i think it's time to talk everybody i need About i need what? i don't know I, I was hoping i'd come up with a topic um extra life yeah let's talk about extra life what are we doing for extra life this year anna we are playing games to heal sick kids that's what we do every year how's this year special we are playing on October 29th and 30th. We will be streaming from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Central on both days. So you get two days of extra life with us. And please donate more to me than Chris. Uh, please donate more to me than Anna. And uh, where can people go to do donations? Um, extra-life.org slash team slash RPGamer. That's right. And uh, we've got a little article on the front page of RPGamer with all the details that you can uh, click through there. Go to the team. Donate to anybody, quite frankly. Um, all your donations are helpful. We really appreciate them. Um, hopefully you can find somebody who's got a hospital in your area, and that way you're supporting six kids that are right near you that need your help. Um, it's a big deal. It's Children Miracles Networks. It's one of their biggest ways of getting money. It's not like the biggest. I think that's the telethon, of course. Um, but it's, it's a big deal. Um, they do it all year round, essentially. There's been... Um, Hex just did a Hextra Life weekend. Um, I, I know there was a tabletop gaming thing for Extra Life a few weeks ago. Um, it's a big deal. Um, so jump on board. Help out. Sign up to game with us, and uh, we'll give you shout-outs during the day and all that stuff. Or you can um, just join our team, come jo- donate, um, or just come cheer us on. Uh, everything's awesome. Um, if you donate... Uh, make a suggestion of what you want to see us play in the forum thread for the for the Extra Life event, and uh, we'll do our best to play it. So, yeah, you get to decide what we play. I like doing that that way. That way, I feel like uh, giving back to those who are giving to us. Uh, well, giving to kids really. Um, so yeah, extra life dot org slash team slash rp gamer. Get your donations in. Everything helps. 
Um, and we'll be doing that come end of October. Um, with that, uh, I need to know what you all are going to play this week. So first, Alex. Um, NBA and God Eater and Phoenix Light. Oh, lots of things. Man. All right. Alice. Uh, probably more World of Warcraft. And maybe some more Tales. All right. Kelly. More Dragon Quest. More Dragon Quest. Anna Marie. Um, Ace Attorney 6. No Dragon Quest for you? Well, it depends how quickly I finish Ace Attorney. Okay. Because the problem is, is um, SMT4 Apocalypse is coming out this week, too. Mm. So I was like... Mm-hmm. So many veins. And then I'm actually kind of glad Criminal Girls got delayed, because that means I have time to finish stuff before it comes out. Oh, good point. Good point. So they were like, sorry, we delayed it on Twitter. And everybody was like, so angry, so angry. And I'm like, thank you. Yay. <laughs> You're silently cheering. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be doing more WoW and Deus Ex, I think, because my the most important game of the year for me is uh, probably that Deus Ex Mankind Divided, and I still haven't started it yet because I want to do this playthrough Human Revolution first, so um, I'll be sticking with the Deus Ex stuff so I can get through De- uh, Mankind Divided, and then some, you know, I'm sure eight other games will come out that... Uh, that will distract me from all that because man it's that season of video games so i hope you're enjoying it at home um please write in and tell us what you've been playing do we have a question of the week for them anna um or alice or alex or kelly or anybody no okay Hmm. yeah i think what's been playing is probably good enough for this month all right. Yeah, I mean, we we don't we don't often ask people for their impressions on what they've been playing. So why don't we ask that this week? What I like are you that. Playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? What do you think of it? Yeah, I like to hear that. Um, then maybe next week we'll ask about what people are most excited about for this fall's releases. Oh my gosh, they've already started. I know! That's my point, because you're in the middle of it, so now you got to really figure out what's your priority, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, we stream every week live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, at um, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can also um, join us in the discussion in the forum thread between shows at forums.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest updates, and the forum thread will be in there. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. As you give us voicemails, we play them on the show. It's the easiest way to contribute to the show, um, and we really appreciate it. We also have an email box at podcast.rpgamer.com. Your messages will be read right here on the show. Thanks, everybody, for contributing. Um, right now, I am in an open suggestion forum. So the other thing, in addition to, you know, this isn't necessarily for feedback on the show, just... I want you to send your uh, comments and complaints about the podcast and what you'd like to see us do different or do better. Um, so please send those along to podcast.rpgamer.com. I'll be taking them to heart and considering new formats for the show and, and all that sort of stuff. Because um, I'd like to improve it. Um, I've noticed the listenership has fallen off a little bit. And I'm worried that that's some sort of bigger trend of like, hey, you guys aren't listening to us. And so I'd like to make sure we're listening to you and see what you like. Um, yeah, What can we do to make it better for you? Um, All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, And uh, we're going to come up with a title and end the show. And we'll see you next week. So goodbye, everybody. All right. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Later. Later. Ah. Ah.